Hypertalks. 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 Welcome, guys, to a new episode of Hypertalks. Uh, I'm your host today. I'm Hugo, and with me today I have Helena. How are you doing? Good. Hi, everyone. Chris is here as well. How are hey you? Hey, I'm good. We're going to get right to it. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the digital business toolbox. We are getting into uh, internships in a while and uh, uh, I'm going to ask you guys to share two of your favorite digital business tools that you're going to take with you into your internships. But before we get into that and before we explain what is a digital business tool, uh, I want us to check in. The check-in question of the day is, what's your focus this year? All right, uh, I can start. Uh, my focus this year, uh, I'm going to interpret that as the year, the rest of the year, uh, is going to be uh, learning facilitation uh, or focus on facilitation, but also just uh, focusing on finding what it is that I want to do in the future because I'm still not exactly sure. <laughs> so that is kind of my focus. Yeah, check in. Yeah, for me, I mean... Ever since a while back, I've been a process junkie, so I think it's it's also a lot on facilitation, um, organizations, and leadership and coaching. It's going to be my focus because that's what I want to do. Check in. Uh, I want to become an ace at uh, communication. That's one of the things, like uh, one of the things I want to learn, and that's what I'm going to do this year. Check in. Cool. So uh, as mentioned, uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, digital business tools that we uh, the three of us want to bring with us into our internships and into our future lives. Yeah. Stuff that we have learned during our year as uh, students in Hyper Island and the digital, digital business program. Uh, we're going to share, I mean, there's tons of tools, there's tons of approaches and stuff. Um, we're going to share two each. And before we get into that, uh, like, what's a, Helena, what's a digital business tool? Explain the concept. Uh, I think I think a tool, a digital business tool for me at least, is a tool that I've learned here at Hyper since we go to the digital business program. So it's a tool that I've learned here that I want to bring with me into my future career. So some something that I think is important uh, for digital business and for business in the future. So it's like a digital axe or hammer or something. You could say that maybe. But I think the thing is with the digital tool as well, um, it's also this focus on the word digital. It is a tool. And at least the ones that I am bringing with me today are actually very human-centered. Um, but I think it's uh, something that is needed for a more digital lifestyle and what is going to be used in the future business. For me, it's also, I mean, we call it tool, but for me, it could be a, an approach or a mindset or like a way of, like a, like a way of uh, doing work or existing or whatever uh, I think you'll get it a bit more uh, once we get into the different tools uh, who want to begin I can start because yeah. I think this is one that is great for starting off different things it's uh, we call it I do art um, great for starting meetings or workshops uh, it's an abbreviation then and it is the first part is intention so um, the I why are we doing this thing? And then do is desired outcome, talking about the what is we're trying to achieve with this meeting. Um, the A stands for agenda. So what's going to happen? 
And then R stands for roles and rules. So specifically in this, let's take the example up here. We've got one host, we've got two co-hosts. The only rules that we have here are we speak freely. And uh, yeah, we don't talk. What's our intention? Our intention today is to teach you guys, or to show a bit, get a little few insights, and for us to reflect around this. And our desired outcome is probably that you listeners out there are going to use these things, or might look into these things a bit further. And our agenda is then we're going to go one by one, maybe, or each person's going to present something. And then T is stands for time. So I don't know how long this is going to be exactly, but we're going to try and keep this from around half an hour to 45 minutes. And this is just a great tool because it kind of sets a um, schedule and sets uh, it aligns everybody in the room that this is what we're doing today. Now we're going to get done. When are you going to use it? I'm going to use it. I'll be using it specifically a lot in workshops. Um, I think that's one great way to create trust as well. Um, when you're working with new people and they have no clue what's going to happen today, getting a little bit of a sense of, okay, this is the process of the day. This feels all right. Um, that's what I'll be using mostly. Yeah, I want to say even though Chris presented this tool, it's also a tool that I want to use in my work. Yeah. I think it's a great, great tool. Yeah, I, I agree because I've been to, like when I worked before, I've been to a lot of meetings that uh, uh, didn't necessarily, like I didn't know why I, was, why I was there. I didn't know why half of the people in the room was there. And um, I experimented with ID Wharton a bit and it helps helps you uh, think about like why are we here? What's the purpose of this meeting? And uh, uh, putting everything on the table, uh, desired outcome, intention, stuff like that. It's really helpful. And it shortens meeting times as well. I think that's one of the... Uh, a lot, at least here in Sweden, where kind of a, a lot of companies are in meeting culture, and I don't think it's just Sweden. It's uh, around the world. We we like to do meetings, and it feels good and important to talk about things, but um, without a purpose or intention of why that meeting is there or what kind of focus, then you kind of just do meetings. And yeah, I think we've all been in those long meetings. <laughs> yep, I have definitely been in one. <laughs> Helena, what's what's a tool that you're going to use in the future? A digital um, business tool. I think I uh, my my the ones that I've picked are actually quite analog because I think that I think that digital tools like actual tools that you can find on the internet and maybe collaborate on on the internet like Google Drive is super great. But I think that you really need that team feeling in an analog space to actually use digital tools um, efficiently. So the first one I have is uh, is called Retro. Uh, which is actually something I learned about when we had Scrum, when we worked with Scrum here at um, Hyper Island. But uh, it's basically, it's a tool where you, you as a team, uh, talk about what you should start doing, what you should stop doing, and what you should continue doing in your teamwork. Uh, and, and you can do these to like be more efficient and to talk about what is happening in the team and, and how you can you know, be better. And then you, based on the start, stop, and continue, make like an action plan for what you should uh, what you should do, uh, and I've used this. I was introduced to this tool in the fall, but I've used it like several times, and I think it's it's super good because it's also super tangible. Like start, stop, and continue. It's like everyone can sort of like relate to it. Everyone sort of knows what to do when they when they see this tool. So I think that it's um it's a great way to start a conversation on how the team is working. 
I, I, I really agree to that. Uh, I mean, I, I use that uh, a lot myself. And it brings things into light that people kind of might have been a little bit irritated over something, but nothing they felt was necessary to talk about at that point of time because you've got a deadline or mm. something like that. But when you do get that, it's like suddenly you realize like, oh, yeah, everybody just needed to write a good morning in our, like, change the whole difference of the team attitude. It could have been something like that. Um, yeah, small exactly. things. I also uh, I really like having a structured way of talking about the process. That's, mm. I mean, uh, this is this. It's then it's not complaining or it's not uh, nagging or it's not. It's just what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to think about how you work, talk about it with uh, your team, and and think about how you can work differently in the future if you, if needed. And it's, I mean, just uh, having that as part of the day or part of the week or uh, mm. like a, in a structured way. Um, helps uh, uh, create a, a situation where you sort of you, you put those feelings and thoughts into that moment rather than just uh, let something uh, uh, lie in the back of your head and become a big frustration over over time because it's not working yeah. and it's like a way to create continuous learning and to be constantly aware of are we actually working the most efficiently we could so i think i think it's a super simple tool that creates a big difference so that's why I wanted want to be one of my digital business tools. I'd love to continue on that because we're talking about this, about feelings and thoughts and so on. And that's actually the second tool I, I brought with me is reflections, um, something we've done here a lot. It's a bit like going to therapy, but it is such a powerful tool. Um, the whole mindfulness and all whatever mumbo-jumbo you would like to think out there, it <laughs> works really well because... When you get to sit and reflect and then meta-reflect on what's going on with both your own feelings, your processes, it really enables you to figure out both what is important for you um, when working. And recent I mean, studies, I was just at a lecture yesterday about how leaderships and organizations using kind of this kind of mindfulness approach to um, their companies, both the turnover rates are really low, there's People are really happy about it because people start talking with themselves, really. It's about creating that inner dialogue um, and creating that intrinsic motivation. Um, and that helps leaders and themselves seek out what is it motivating my or the group of people I'm leading right now and to actually tap into that. And I think that's why it's such a powerful tool. And it takes time, and it's just like... That's the thing we we like, especially today in our digital world. We we want things going fast, and when it comes to reflections and like the the human mind and our feelings, it's it's things that take time. It's not like we can operate into our brain just like switch. Maybe we can do that in the future, but I think this is such a good way of slowly learning as well. I yeah, I definitely agree, and it's also like it's tangible results it's it actually helps companies and people to uh figure out uh how they feel about stuff like with retros it's a bit more about like actual tasks yeah. reflections can be and often are a bit more about how does how does it feel how does it what's my place in this in this uh, environment and such yeah. and um i mean i was always i used to uh 
I mean, I used to sort of back off a bit when I heard words like mindfulness and uh, maybe even reflection because I felt like, ah, well, yeah, I that's did not too. for me. Yeah, but that, I mean, I really see results. It's just it's just thinking about who you are and in a bit of a structured way. It's thinking about who you are in a team and, and listening to other team members talk about who they are and what they feel like, what motivates them. Uh, sharing those reflections, like doing it by yourself and doing it in teams is really, uh, it's really a good way to become more efficient. I'm taking the time to do that. Especially sharing with others. Yeah. Because it creates, I think that is one, if you want to take it, you can take it in different levels. You can take it in a little team and you can share those kind of learnings. But when you start taking it up in a bigger company and you have different departments who also share their kind of learnings because um, they've been reflecting around it, that's when you can suddenly see, oh, okay, R&D figured this out before us. Hey, let's use this. or And then you can... You really create, you don't create as many silos in a, an organization as uh, you create, like, everybody's actually, it becomes an organism itself. I also, like, I wasn't at the lecture yesterday, but I also, like, I imagine that also as a leader, if you make your employees reflect on what they need yeah. and how they work the best, it's also so much easier to help them as a leader mm. to actually be more efficient. So I think it's also like the whole, you said, like, the self-awareness of what you need uh, to work and to be happy and... I think that's something that's super important to reflect on. You should do that yeah. both in business and outside yeah. business, just yeah. in life in general. And actually, like both doing retros and doing reflections, taking the time to do that. Like, how do you make that happen? That's uh, actually very much connected to the tool uh, I brought with me, uh, the first one. Um, it's a visual model, I would say. It's We, we call it the walnut yeah. at Hyper Island. It's uh, basically a timeline of, of work. Like, what do you do at work? Uh, you... Like what? What do you do? You do you, you write reports or you talk to people. You have meetings. All that, all those kind of stuff that usually takes up your entire workday. Hyperion has taught us that you should definitely like that's work. That's what you need to do. But you also need to take time out of your day or out of your work week to work with the how. And that's that like in that field, working, taking time to work with the how. That's doing reflections and doing feed and, and doing retros and sort of giving each other feedback is taking, making sure that uh, people at, like if you're a leader, the people you work with actually have time to think about what they're doing so they don't have to do that in their free time or it's going to improve the way the entire team work, uh, like of how they feel, how, how, how the sort of the culture and the environment uh, uh, on the workplaces, it's, uh, uh, but it is needed that you provide them with the time and don't sort of just give them a task that they, uh, to, that take up all their day and doing yeah. like and doing other kind of tasks, and I it's mean, also very parallel work. Like I think that's also yeah. like part of the walnut is that it's very parallel that you kind of like you don't focus first on the how and then on the what. It's also like it's something that you should do continuously, like yeah. going back and forth, and like again doing retros on the how yeah. or doing it in a way that's actually yeah. productive to create the yeah. what. I think. I mean, this is a podcast, so I can't show you guys listening the model, but it's it's something I use when I uh, when I'm gonna go into internship to to sort of um, motivate the people I'm gonna work with that we need to make take time to work on how to make retros and, and reflect and give each other feedback because it's gonna make us uh, it's gonna improve our the way we work and it's uh, I mean it's always valuable to have those visual models if you wanna if you if you believe in something and if you wanna. Uh, talk to someone about it. So that's uh, the walnut. That's my my first tool.
Yeah, it's a great tool, and I think I can can continue on that because the second tool that I brought in, uh, analog tool number one or number two, is uh, visual thinking, and I think it also goes it goes really like hand in hand with the how and the what because. For me, how I've used visual thinking, which is basically that you put stuff up on the wall so that you can visualize your thinking, is a, it's it's a how. It's it's a way to work to get to the what. Uh, and and I think like the reason why I want to use this tool is because like I'm a great talker and I can visualize stuff in my head, but in in my team people have very different needs for how they actually like see things and connect the dots. And I I have just experience that that push that putting things up on the wall and making it visual it creates like a whole different like uh, type of thinking and it, it makes everyone in the team like see the same thing because it's there like you can't yeah like uh, like how do you get something that's in your brain exactly so, so like yeah. visualizing your thinking is like a tool that is so valuable i think uh, and you can do it with post-its you can do it with a whiteboard and drawings and you can print stuff out like it it basically everything but it's just about like visualizing your thoughts yeah. for everyone else going on to the digital side of that yeah. i think there are a lot of things that are being done today yeah. which i think are so good like taking data for example um data mm-hmm. visualizations have been around for a while but yeah. it is such an impactful tool yeah. infographics are already one of those mm-hmm. things sure a lot of them are um might not be super correct but it's a way to um let's communicate yeah which is so powerful, yeah. especially like talking about writing like writing down ideas on post-its. Um, it sounds like such a simple thing, but I've been in so many hackathons where people love to talk about the things, but they never come down. Mm. And then it's so difficult to grasp those because the the process there it disappears suddenly yeah. in the talk. And yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh yeah, and then you kind of mm. have to go back on oh, what was it now again exactly. instead of just. Placing it up on yeah. the wall. Exactly. And exactly. it's there. It's done. Yeah. It's and taking that time to do that yeah. rather than just continue actually becomes more efficient because the knowledge transfer is much better. Yeah. If you're in a team of five people mm-hmm. and you have a great idea, then how are you going to convince them? You need to do it in an efficient way. And you, exactly. need, you can't just talk because it's not going to It's not gonna be like that. That's not an efficient knowledge transfer or thought transfer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I mean, working with data, like one thing that I have also like uh, learned is that like, creating visual stories of data makes me like it makes me understand the data better uh like it's because data can be super overwhelming i think that a lot of companies are very overwhelmed with data and i think creating visual stories of that kind of makes it easier for everyone to be on the same page and actually understand the thinking behind the data and seeing the opportunities so i think like visual thinking is like it's a tool that can be used in so many different like ways I think it's really just about putting your thoughts out of your head or like visualizing them. Like it's just a. When are you going to use it for? I'm going to use it in meetings. I'm going to use it when we talk about what our future direction is going to be as a company. I'm going to use it when I have uh, workshops, when I facilitate uh, idea development. I think like really like it's, it's just all about like making it visual. I think like really, I think I'm going to try and use it as much as possible. Even just when we have short conversations about stuff, making sure you write it down or draw it so that you don't, as you said, go back to talking about the things you just talked about 10 minutes ago. Uh, yeah. Almost like a meeting timeline, maybe, or something. I think it's a, I think it's a great tool. I agree. But there are also, like, I said that it's an analog tool, but as Chris said, like, like for example, Mural, 
is a digital tool where you use post-its and you can collaborate all over the world. Like that's also visual thinking in a way, but on a, as a digital tool. So I think that there are definitely like ways to use visual thinking digitally, but I think it's still you have to have a pretty good team to use visual thinking digitally. Uh, so I think there are some. And I think that's one of those things. That we'll depending on the team and depending on what kind of things they prefer. Like, exactly. I mean, I would be using a Trello board and making a visual, like, uh, the pro- like the actual project process in a um, Kanban method. Um, we can talk about that later. But yeah. yeah. Um, and I think for a specific team, and another team is going to suddenly want to use Mural and, or just, like, use, a, can't remember the, all the tools, mm-hmm. but there's some, like, online whiteboard tools uh, exactly. as well. So it depends, especially with the trends of, uh, I mean, remote working. Yeah. It's, like are, a, it's like a visual to-do list, kind of. Yeah, there are a lot of those kind of things come popping up, uh, which uh, haven't been around uh, that long, and uh, they're getting better and better, and I think it really helps. Just having it also on your phone mm. um, or on your computer, being able to take it up, because people will be writing to each other. We, we love using Slack and all, um, but... I don't want to have to read through a billion messages. I just want a simple card where I can see or a picture or something. That's, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I have to do this for this. Mm, Exactly. You know that expression, uh, a picture says more than a thousand words? Or is is that only a Swedish expression? No, I think that's international. And I I think think that is very true. My, my second tool and last, the last tool of the group there's so many to choose from but um, um, I, this one is something I really have implemented a lot and I, I didn't know about it really before starting HyperLN it's uh, called MVP it stands for Minimum Viable Product uh, it basically means that if you have an idea or a concept or, or anything about a, a product or a business or whatever you uh, rather than maybe like uh, going into research and and uh, and try to build uh, the finished version, like the entire thing, building the entire building or whatever. You you try to make the minimum viable product, the least, uh, uh, the most easy to make version of that product, so that you can test it uh, on an audience and see if it's a market for it, see if it's a product or an idea that actually helps people or 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 that could be a business in the future. I used it for. Um, my, my own hot sauce like I made hot sauce for a couple of years I talked about it before uh, I realized that maybe I can sell it so I bought some bottles and I put some hot sauce and then I took some pictures and I put it online and, and, and it took me like an hour that was like the least the least thing I could do to trust if there's a market for buying hot sauce and, uh, and it's really helpful it means that you actually take your ideas and you do them quickly. You're like you don't have to marinate them and think about them in discussion forever before you launch something big. You can just try stuff out and uh, you get immediate response and you can learn from that. Uh, like their reactions, you assess what people how people react if they buy it, if they if they don't, if like if they like it, uh, and uh, you learn from that and then you can iterate and either you cancel or you make something different or you make something bigger or something in a bigger different direction and i think it's super interesting because i read an article that instead of calling it mvp uh, minimal viable product they call it minimal valuable product and i think that also says a lot that it's really about like finding out like what is the value that you're trying to sell and creating a product that sort of delivers that value but in the most simple way to see if it's a value that people want uh and if you're actually like 
like how how like what how are you gonna like sell this value yeah and then like finding that minimum way to just test if if the value is right uh i think that's also a super interesting way to look at it instead of it calling it like minimal viable product but like what's the minimal like what's the most easy way to present the value I think it's super interesting. It's a way to sort of very quickly, uh, cheaply, without putting too much resources into something, just mm. prototype an idea or exactly. concept. And, uh, like, and then try selling it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that you can really see. Also, I think that's one of those important things when it comes to MVPs or to figure out, because you're, all, you're not going to be able, like, I think a lot of people have this, vision of like um, when you create a product it's going to be like everybody's going to love it and I think that's why that MVP is kind of good because it kind of brings you down a little bit and mm. you see like ah okay we can tweak here and we can tweak this because people are asking for like they want another button on this thing mm. or they they wish they had that or they wanted a better logo on that hot sauce bottle or something yeah. like that exactly. and then no, exactly. it would increase, yeah. increase sales if you're going to think in those terms yeah. or what's Mm. creates the most value exactly. no, I asked people yeah. the people that bought like within the hour I sold like 10 bottles so I asked them like what, what, what made you buy and it's, apparently it's the color of the sauce the hot sauce yeah. then I know that ne- the next version is going to be more of that kind of mm. and, and see and then I can learn from that right. and I think it's also interesting I was talking to two people from our class yesterday that are working on a, on an app and they said like that the that their MVP, like they made the logo in, I think it was in in PowerPoint or something, yeah. and that like their MVP is super ugly. But that that's the point of it. You aren't supposed to love the MVP because it's not the final product. No. Like it's great if you hate it because then you're gonna like want to iterate on it, or not hate it, but at least like not think that it's perfect. But if it you is think great. It's perfect, yeah. Then it's not an MVP. Yeah, but it is also great if everybody hates it because then you know that this wasn't the exactly. idea to go forward <laughs> with, and true. then you do, then you haven't put like all money and resources and time in in yeah. something exactly. that doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll figure out that people are hating the design of that logo instead, but yeah. then they're loving the product. Exactly. So it's like that's the good part of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's about quick learning and and uh, trying stuff off, yeah. uh, doing stuff and learning from it. Yeah. Mm. They are to put out your idea. They are to mm. create your product. I yeah. think that's mm. also the whole MVP idea. Mm. A lot of uh, the mindset of, like we're talking about. It's okay if it, it, it's kind of shitty. It's, uh, it's okay. Mm. As long as the idea is good. Yeah. Or though. To sort of round this up, as mentioned, there's like a million different... Uh, digital business tools or approaches or mindsets or whatever you want to call it and that was really difficult for me at least to just pick two yeah yeah, yeah. possible yeah very different very <laughs> difficult if we're keeping to time though i think because if we're gonna go with the i do art thing it's soon half an hour yeah, yeah that's uh, i appreciate that actually but i mean if you uh, if any of your listeners want to hear about more tools or uh, are interested to hear about or have us explain or visualize maybe some of the tools that we have talked about, don't feel free to contact us. We have, of course, the HyperTalks Instagram account, uh, at, at HyperTalks, mm-hmm. or is it TalksHyper? No, the Instagram t- is hy- at HyperTalks, our Twitter is at TalksHyper. Yeah, and, and I mean, just to like sum it up, like the six tools that we mentioned today, they were... Uh, I mentioned visual thinking and uh, retro, which is a team development tool. And Chris, what were your tools again? Mine were I do arts and reflections, which is uh, also um, 
I guess it's a process of team development and individual development tool. Mine was uh, the visual model, the walnut, which is used to sort of um, uh, argue for 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 working with how and uh, MVP, minimum viable product, uh, way to quickly learn if your idea is uh, something the market are in need of or not. But also, like you were saying, you hit us up. Um, I think. Um, both me and Helena, at least I know, we would love to come in and actually have talks on this um, if there is more interest in that. But, uh, We're process nerds. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm definitely, yeah, yeah I'm interested as well, definitely. So, but, yeah. Uh, an exclusive HyperTalks workshop could be a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Feel free to hit us up. Uh, how can how can people contact you, Helena? Uh, so um, on Twitter, I'm a hyper Helena, uh, and uh, yeah, you can definitely find me there uh, if you want to talk. And uh, I'm on at Cableling on uh, Twitter. On um, yeah. um, Hugo at Twitter. Uh, hopefully, you can find us uh, via the podcast player or something. If you haven't heard exactly what our Twitter handles are. Before we say goodbye, we're going to check out, of course. Which is also a great tool for digital business, I think. Check-in yeah. and check-out. Yeah. Just thought about that. It's another tool. So we have seven, actually, yeah. in this podcast. We're going to check out by answering the question, uh, what drink do you feel like you are at this moment? I feel like, um, really, like one of those healthy um, kale shakes or something similar like you know the, the the kind celebrities would be promoting i kind of feel like one of those right now so i'm, I'm just like in a good state i feel a bit i don't know those silly celebrities in a yoga pose <laughs> uh i feel like having something sweet so i'm, I'm a lemonade check out what kind of lemonade a lemon lemonade. Lemon lemonade. All right. Uh, what kind of drink am I? I feel like I. I feel a little bit like I'm on an adrenaline rush, and I feel like I should celebrate today. So maybe I'm gonna be like a glass of champagne. Actually, I think that's a. Yeah, I'm a glass of champagne. With some Red Bull. <laughs> nah, without the Red Bull. I don't know. Is that a Swedish thing? I think just a glass of champagne, the good kind, the really expensive kind. <laughs> Check out. Thank you and goodbye and uh, take care, dear yeah. listeners. Yeah. So long. Bye.